It's 6 a.m. Rise and Shine. Let's talk sports and welcome to The Grind. And good Friday to you, and welcome inside the WKVL studios of Rocky Top Sports. I'm Wayne Kaiser alongside Booner as we have made it, Booner, to Friday. We've made it, and it is, you know, what about uh, another week in the books, man? And you know what? This is a Friday that has baseball to talk about, has NBA basketball restart to talk about. The NHL will start this weekend, and so Monday there'll be a little bit of something-something going on there. And uh, college football has news to talk about, man. It's a uh, it's returned to sports a little bit. What about that, Boone? I would not have predicted it, but I tell you what, we've got it going. Let's see if we can keep it going. Well, Boone, you know, in a in a in a moment such as this, I felt like it was a good idea to bring in uh, a ringer, like a, a really special guest, uh, a newly made eight year old. Uh, uh, birthday yesterday uh, my oldest son Jackson Kaiser uh, in studio he's on in the uh, in the other studio got his headphones on uh, Jackson what's up man you're, you're up early this morning thank you I just came so I can talk with you on the radio well that's important that's huge man you're a you're a, you're a Wiley veteran and an eight-year-old uh, yesterday, first day of second grade, man, and now you're up at uh, at six o'clock. I will tell you, Jackson is not a coffee drinker, so any energy you hear right here is all natural. You got to hand it to a guy that gets up. How early did you get up, Jackson? About five o'clock. Yeah, I guess. He got up when I got up. Jackson is not a. He doesn't under. He doesn't know time. He just knows day and night. And Jackson goes wide open anytime the sun's up. He's my buddy. But uh, Jackson, thanks for coming in this morning. Uh, what what do you got going on over there? You got a little got a little iPad, got a little uh, candy bar, and then you got a got a blanket. I mean, you're set up over there, right? Yeah, and I also have a Skylander. Oh well, if you bring Skylanders to the radio, I mean, I, if anything can make it better, he's not like I said, not a coffee drinker. So I guess Skylanders is the next best thing. Well, Jackson. Have fun over there. I'm going to turn your mic off, and then we'll uh, we'll talk back with you here in a little bit, okay? Okay. All right. So, Boone, I'm just telling you, if if things get crazy, I've got backup in the other room if, if I need help. He's prepared for entertainment. I do know that much. <laughs> he might have a uh, sleeping bag and a tin over there. Well, you know, he, he's, my, he's my little scientist, my little artist, my little uh, – he's going he's gonna to change the world. And, and you know, at eight years old – uh, a couple years ago, well, it might have been like a year ago now, I guess, uh, his big discussion, because he wants to be an astronaut, but he also wants to be an artist. Well, he's like, he, he tells his mom, he says, hey, there's a problem. I don't know how my paint and markers are going to work in zero gravity. <laughs> and I'm like, you're seven. You're seven. But that's that's Jackson. That's, that's Jackson. That's a good thought. But anyway... Uh, but it's always going to be fun to to have Jackson in here. Neilan's been in here now. Jackson has, and and you know we're just uh, we're we're making the the grind a family affair. 
And the other family member did a We've promo had, for us, right? Commercial? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Laura, the uh, the the true leader of the Kaisers, uh, has uh, has definitely done uh, done her part as well. But the one who hands out the marching orders, right? <laughs> well, I would like to think. Uh, we agree on marching orders, but yeah, yeah, something to that effect. But Boone, <laughs> Boone, since we talked last, uh, you, you know, the last time we talked, it was kind of the morning after opening day of baseball. There had really only been two games. Well, Boone, now about 12, 13% of the season's complete. How quick a 60-game season moving right along. And, and yesterday, uh, a ton of games to be talked about. As the uh, as you know, you look down through here. the The Marlins are still idle. The Phillies are still idle through today, uh, as the 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 Corona pandemic and their little outbreak has had to be contained. But uh, a lot of games happened yesterday. Yeah, I like what I saw. Uh, some Yankees coming on. Some Dodgers. Uh, even got a guy out there going to be the next member of our most treasured. Uh, society in baseball we got a guy approaching 500 home runs who knows we may talk about him so what about uh what about uh the the uh, the new rules i know you've probably been keeping up with it over the course of this week you know i guess we always wonder you know a new rule how long is it going to take to impact the game in a historic kind of level uh well this week just just seven games or seven nights into the season and we had a uh a walk-off, lead-off, two-run homer. Now, how in the world did that happen? Well, it was an extra innings game with the Nationals, uh, and uh, there was a guy on second base. That new rule they threw in, the new wrinkle uh, in extra innings, a guy starts on second base. The guy walks up, first batter, gets something he likes, and sends it flying. I think that's a record that'll probably stand for a while. Do you think they'll have the asterisk the first year of the new rule, or I I just don't know if they're going to keep the rule. That's the thing. I, so I think if it's a one year rule, then surely there needs to be some designation. I mean, but I, I think it's pretty straightforward. If you get a two run or lead off home run, that you've probably had somebody on base when you started. But um, you never know. Now, is this a speed up the game, Wayno, or a COVID uh, rule? I don't know. I it's one of those rules that I don't necessarily disagree with, but I don't see the value in it. You know, I think it's a speed up the game deal. Uh I don't think you limit you don't limit contact doing it that way. And even that game was in thirteen innings. So I mean it didn't it didn't happen right out of the gate, but I think it's just an opportunity to really push teams to want to finish in the in the regulation, uh to really do what they can to finish uh nine innings instead of trying to, to force extra innings and, and Especially if you're the home team, you know you're just one run away. Um, so I think, I think it's an effort to speed up the game, but it uh, it definitely allowed for for some talking points uh, when you when you do something like that. But but games yesterday saw the Washington Nationals take down the Toronto Blue Jays six to four. By the way, the Blue Jays were the home team at Nationals Park uh, six to four. As as Canada don't let Toronto play at their home ballpark uh, this year. But six to four, the Nationals have kind of rebounded. The Yankees, uh, I'm I'm pretty sure they when they play the Orioles, the Orioles probably don't sleep. They just probably have nightmares the whole time. Because I'm telling you, you want to talk about a whipping post of a team? The Orioles are that for the Yankees. I think last year they hit 40 home runs off the Orioles. 
this year. They they didn't leave much to to take. Uh, Aaron Judge hits his first home run of the season uh, off these Orioles, and and really the Yankees let them come back a little bit, but an eight to six victory uh, for the Yankos nonetheless. Hey, I I was almost I was positive the Orioles were going to get them. 18th straight win against the Orioles, and you know they went ahead, right? The Yanks jumped out after Luke Voigt hit that grand slam. They're up like five to nothing. Orioles come back, and I'm like, hey, they're going to get them. They're going in this streak, but they got to be thinking it's a curse, right, Wayne? I think they 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 don't like it when they show up. I don't know what they if they see it as a curse or what. But yeah, you you talk about it. It was five to two at the end of one. In favor of the Yankees, the, the the Orioles come back, get two more in the second, and then they go on a third through seventh inning of nofers for both teams. And then in the eighth, Baltimore goes ahead six to five, and then in the ninth, the Yankos light it back up one more time, hit three, get three runs in the ninth, and then shut out the Orioles to 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 win eight to six. But uh, Stanton had a really nice night, single to left. Judge had his home run. Torres, uh, you know, had a double. It was a it was a really nice night for uh, for the Yankees. But uh, y- you know, you talk about it, and and a lot of uh, of other games happened yesterday. The Indians beat the Twins two to nothing. The Red Sox knocked off the Mets four to two. They must have heard me talking about them. Uh, the Kansas City Royals took down the Detroit Tigers five to three. The Atlanta Braves have uh, squeaked out two good victories against the Tampa Bay. Uh, Rays uh, two to one. They had kind of uh, lost a little luster there, but have put it back a little bit with a victory there yesterday. The Braves now sit at four and three, uh, back above five hundred, and really doing some good work here in the early going. The Angels of of L.A. dropped a game to the Mariners. I think that's a that's a black eye on anybody's record. Uh, the Dodgers knock off the Diamondbacks six to three. The Padres defeat the Giants twelve to seven in ten innings. And then they had three postponed games. Again, the Miami Marlins are postponed. The uh, Phillies were supposed to be in a Yankees series, but the Yankees have restructured their schedule and the Phillies are on pause. And then the Cubs and the Reds postponed their matchup. I'm, I'm trying to see why they postponed that. Must have been a weather deal. Uh, I bet it was. Uh, a lot of lightning and uh, heavy rains. Hey, Wayno, I am really excited to uh, – did you see what Shane Bieber did? I did not. Tell me. Um, he, he's just getting so nasty. Total command of every pitch, dominated for eight innings, and struck out 13 batters. You say, well, yeah, what's the big deal about that? Well, the big deal is he passed up. Uh, he did the same thing on opening day. He passed up a fellow you might have heard of, the guy goes by the moniker Nolan Ryan. <laughs> the moniker. He established a new AL record with 25 strikeouts in his first two starts way back in 78. But Shane uh, Bieber is just on fire. Um, You think he'll ever be as famous as his family member, Justin? No. I'm just kidding. I don't even know if they're related. Do you think they are? Probably not. I wouldn't think there'd be too many Bieber clans out there. I wouldn't think so. But he's... He just so. I love how I like derail Boone like at least once a week. Just man, he's so nasty. Uh, we talking about Bieber or me? We're talking about Shane Bieber. <laughs> hey, I tell you, another nasty pitcher in baseball right now, and he he showed it off last night. Max Freed for the Bravos. 
He retired Tampa Bay's first 14 batters. Awesome. He just got off to a great start. And, and, and really, uh, if you look at the, the box score, uh, Tampa Bay didn't score until until the seventh inning. And, of course, they're in Atlanta, so they didn't get an – you know they they didn't get a whole lot more opportunities. Uh, two two runs that Atlanta put on there was in the second inning. So in lieu, they won that game in the second inning. Uh, you know they they did a really good job at their pitching staff. And you know Braves fans and I am uh, again I'm a split fan. I have an AL team and an NL team, and my NL team are the Bravos. And uh, you, you know I think they've always had pretty good hitting. I think you know you look at Acuna, you look at Freeman, you look at Albies. Uh, and then on and on, you know, in different years, they've had Donaldson, they've had different players. Uh, they've always had pretty good hitting. They always could get on base and, and more times than not can score. But a lot of times it was a track race whether they could hold on to it or not based on relief and then, and, and of course, closers. Uh, but but I think they've got a nice little bullpen. I think they've got a nice little piece uh, of the puzzle. Now, are they going to be a, a four-game series victor? All the time, I think that's yet to be seen, but I think we're just seven games into the season. But I'll say this, I like I like the enthusiasm that the Braves bring. I think they need to, to kind of lower, you know, flatten their shoulders a little bit and more drive the b- baseball instead of swinging for the fences. But I, I like what I see from the Braves pitching staff early. The Braves, uh, you know, if, if you look at these records, Wayno, uh, your Yankees are up 4-1. to They're first place in the AL East. The Rays are in second with four and three record. The Braves are second place, four and three, followed by the Marlins in first with a two and one record. And our lovely Cubs leading NL Central with a four and two record. The Brew Crew's right behind them, three and three. The Dodgers, everybody's raving about them. They're tied for second with five and two. They and the Padres are behind the Rockies at four and one. Are you surprised already at the uh, the teams like in first and second place are uh, basically four and three, three and three. Seems like a lot of losses. Uh, we're going to see some weird one-loss records by the time we finish this 60-game uh, stand we're facing here. Don't you think so? I'm sorry. I had a I had a visitor for a half second. Well, I missed it. I'm sorry. The 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 base the best record we have is like the Yankees four and one the Marlins two and one the Rockies four and one everybody else is jumping to three and three and four and three seems like uh, we're gonna have a lot of kind of five hundred a little bit below five hundred if you take a look at early as far as the one loss record but it's gonna be interesting watching these teams try to make up this ground you know the season's gonna go by quicker and they're gonna be looking and peeking over their right. shoulder and they're going to be thinking man we got to make up some time fast here i tell you i've got, I've got a great opportunity i, I talked to a, a parent of a major league ball player almost on a daily basis which is is pretty dynamic pretty awesome but i'll tell you this and, and she made a really good point um these teams the reason they're running through their bullpens the reason why they're they're pulling starters early they're they're really testing things out is they've got some roster spots to cut They've got to make decisions, and, and it's one of those deals with no minor league uh, to be able to, oh, uh, that was a bad decision. I'll just send them down, pull them back up. Send them down, pull them back up. I don't know that you've got a, as many options right now, so they're really trying to vet some things out. So, yeah, I think, I think you know, you see the Yankos sitting at 4-1. and one. They're a little bit behind the schedule uh, as they had to go on pause because of their uh, their delayed series with Philly. 
But, I mean, you look at it. When you talk about wins, because I think it's going to wash out at some uh, at some point, don't count out the Rays in the AL East. I think the, uh, the, uh, the Indians twins, that's where I kind of see the Central kind of riding. I think the Tigers have had a really good start with four and three record. Uh, the Athletics and the Astros, uh, that's really where I thought that 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 division was going to be, but I, I honestly feel like it's still the Astros division to, to to lose. And then when you look at the National League, I think it has helped uh, that the Bravos have have kind of had a little resurgence against the Rays, and they're going to sit there at four and three. It's got the Marlins leading that division, but I I don't think that's going to take them long to to drop right out of there. But then the Cubs on top of the Central and the Rockies on top of the West. I, I think coming out of the weekend, there could be some shuffle there. You just got to watch the games because, Boone, like I said, we're about 12% of the season gone now. By the time I see you again, we'll be about 25% done with the season. We need to really take advantage of this based on what your parent told you because we will never probably see another season in such fast motion as the managers hurry and, and try to make decisions. It's going to be really interesting, but uh, Wayno, the Dodgers, man, my gosh, they are just stacked. Uh, Picture this, brother. Mookie Betts and Cody Bellinger, neither one of them have hit a home run. When you look at their – now, we're talking a pair of MVPs here. Their combined batting average is 185. And these guys, obviously kind of slow starters, but when these guys – are way down there kind of trying to catch up, and everybody else is just taking off like hotcakes. A.J. Pollock, what a gamer. Uh, He's the guy that had the uh, elbow infection last year. He missed, what, almost two months? How do you get an elbow infection? Well, um, I just feel like that's that's one that I've not used yet. It sounds possibly yeah. maybe maybe a staff was in there. If you get that staff in there, talk to these coaches and trainers. Must be a really big elbow if you can get a whole staff in there. A lot of people. I'm just you're you're I'm, ruined. You don't want to get staff infection. That's terrible. But no, I'm just you know I I think you know you look at it and 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 I think they're really trying to understand what they've got, what foundation they've got early in this season because they know everybody's doing that, and then they've got to lock in a core and just push this thing to a finish but no I think I think over the next couple of weeks you're going to see a little bit of stabilization in lineups I think you're going to see a little bit of stabilization in a rotation and I think you're going to see a, a little bit more um, firepower from those that are used to doing that but hey Boone we got to take our first break of the day but before we do that since Jackson's in studio uh, Jackson's been listening to all this uh, all this commentary Jackson what do you think you think Boone has like every stat we we know yeah yeah, Boone's the Boone's the numbers guy. But but what about Jackson? Like we've talked about the Yankees, we've talked about the Braves, and of course that's who I like. Who's your baseball teams? Who do you like? The Yankees and the Braves. Well, you can't go wrong. But you've you've played a little baseball, right? Who what was your team name? The Blues. You were the Blues and then you were the Cardinals, which yeah. that was kind of a tr- a COVID shortened team, but uh, you you got the uniform nonetheless, right? Yeah. Jackson, did you have a red bird on your uniform? Yes. You know the Braves and the Cardinals are my favorite teams. Oh. I I don't jump in there with the pinstripes like Daddy does. 
Yeah, Boone's Boone's got some. Uh, he's got some aversion to winning. I don't know what his his deal is, but anyway. You mean I don't like winning? Well, I feel like <laughs> I feel like you may be allergic. But anyway, uh, Boone, let's take us a quick break. Jackson, thanks for coming in. Always fun to talk to you. You're gonna have to tell me what what you were watching at the break. But hey, we're gonna take our first break of the day. Listen to these great sponsors. When we come back, we're gonna talk SEC has made the switch. They will go conference only. What do we lose? What have we gained? And who could Tennessee add to their list? A lot of, of questions there, brother. Got a lot to talk about on the flip. Don't miss it. You're listening to The Grind, 100.9 FM, 8.50 AM, and streaming at WKVL.com. We'll be right back. You don't want to miss it. Your hometown alternative to Ordinary Sports Radio, 100.9 FM, 8.50 AM, Rocky Top Sports. Buying a home is one of the biggest financial decisions you will ever make, and it can be overwhelming, but Donna Cry at Mortgage Investors Group is committed to making your home buying experience a pleasure. Donna Cry is my personal home mortgage specialist. MIG is rated number one in residential mortgage lenders in Tennessee. Are you considering a new home? Then use who I trust, Donna Cry with Mortgage Investors Group in Maryville. Whether you're buying your first home or your fifth, Donna will help you put your home ownership plans into action. Call Donna at 865-984-9948. Or go to DonnaCry.com. MIG is an equal housing lender. 2020 has been anything but predictable. But there is one thing we can count on. Football will be back. Blunt Broadcasting is proud to remain the radio home for two of Tennessee's most successful high school football programs, Maribel High School and Alcoa High School. Each team looks to repeat as state champions, and your support is needed to get these great programs off and running here in 2020. So, if you or your business would like to support these great student-athletes and great coaches, then help Blunt Broadcasting get their games on the radio. Give us a call and let WGAP and WKVL Radio get working for you. Give us a call at 865-724-1100. That's 865-724-1100. Or shoot us an email at info at wkvl.com. Let's work together to get your great business and these local high schools the exposure they have earned and deserve. Are you looking for a place to relax and have fun after work or a place to fill the weekend fun? Check out the Party Pub in the heart of Maryville. They open at 7.30 a.m. and have daily drink specials. They have darts, karaoke, and billiards daily, as well as Tennessee football each and every Big Orange Saturday in the fall. So check out the Party Pub on Ellis Avenue in downtown Maryville, a place where they treat you like family, and it's always a good time. In response to the COVID-19 coronavirus outbreak, and in what the Blunt Partnership sees is the best interest of its visitors, employees, and community. Taste of Blunt, slated for September 10th in Maryville. The Townsend Fall Festival scheduled for September 25th and 26th at the Townsend Visitor Center. And the Best of Blunt Awards, booked in October, are canceled. The events will not be rescheduled in 2020. These fall events are cherished productions that the community looks forward to annually. But the current environment is not conducive to holding large events where physical distancing is difficult. Have you heard about or seen the Grand's brand new user-friendly website? If the answer is no, I think you're kind of missing out. Our brand new website has ways to hook into the grind from social media with links to Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and SoundCloud so you can grind it out with us 
on social media. But if you say, I don't like social media, but I like podcasts, we've got those too. You can download the Grind Podcast on Apple Podcasts and Google Play Music directly from the website. It's a one-stop shop for everything The Grind. Check us out online, thegrindonsports.com. That's thegrindonsports.com. Got golf? iguanifarmsgolf.com, 970-7132. Have you been asking yourself if it's time to take that business idea and make it a reality? Do you need help with marketing or getting a leg up on the competition? Then check out my friends at 42nd Street Marketing right here in Maryville, a company invested in Blunt County and ready to help. They can take your business to the next level. Mike, Jana, and the staff at 42nd Street are a dream to work with, and I'm proud to say that they built the grindonsports.com into what it is today. But if you need marketing and maybe don't know where to start, check out my guys at 42nd Street Marketing right here in Maryville. Their phone number is 865-982-7007, or you can check out their work online, 42sd.com. Again, phone line is 865-982-7007 or online at 42sd.com. Check them out. I think you'll be glad you did. We don't always promise to be perfect, but we promise to give you our honest opinion. This is sports radio from a fan's perspective. You're listening to The Grind on 100.9 FM, 850 AM, Rocky Top Sports. Welcome back inside the WKVL studios of Rocky Top Sports. I'm Wayne Kaiser alongside Booner and Jackson in studio talking sports here on a Friday edition. Well, Boone, you know, the the Pac-12, the Big Ten, uh, the ACC as of about Wednesday had made the decision to go conference only. And as of 14 hours ago, an article dropped that was titled simply, The SEC is Going at It Alone. Uh, presidents from the nation's premier college football conference adopted a plan to play a 10-game conference-only schedule this fall, Sports Illustrated reported on Thursday. It said the league will kick off its its season delayed on September 26. That's three weeks later than the scheduled Labor Day start. But while the SEC's divisional structure is expected to remain the same, winners of two seven-team divisions uh, playing in a December 19th championship game. League teams will play two more opponents from their opposite division. A normal SEC schedule is eight conference games, six against interdivision, one against a permanent opposite division team, and a rotating team from the opposite division. So the decision Thursday wasn't a surprise, as the, the plan was was somewhat leaked as early as Wednesday, but it was believed that the ACC's announcement Wednesday Uh, could impact the plan to move to a conference only. The ACC announced an 11-game schedule with 10 conference games and an option for a plus-one non-conference game for for the ACC teams. Uh, It left the door open for four traditional SEC-ACC rivalry games, including Georgia-Georgia Tech, Florida-Florida State, Kentucky-Louisville, and South Carolina-Clemson. But given the SEC's decision yesterday, Boone, those those, uh, rivalries – uh, are gone, and and ultimately for 2020 they will be gone. But uh, looking ahead, um, 
What do you think drove the SEC to do conference only and not mirror the ACC with their plus one option? Uh, and then ultimately, what what uh, what do you think? What do you think about the the decision? Well, you have to think dollar signs, uh, regardless of how you look at it. Uh, well, you know, I think one factor what's interesting is is how uh, you know you call it the buyout game, the big payoff, or whatever. There, there's one guy on your uh, a cream puff, if you will. And uh, back in 2017, someone did a study. And did you know the SEC paid out a total of $45 million to those cream puffs? Well, I know. Just they, they said when uh, when SEC made the decision to go uh, go conference only, the Southern Conference alone, which included guys like Furman and, and the, the likes of those schools, um, I think they lost $25 million. Just, just in that one conference, that one, that one smaller conference. The average is like one point five million when when you pay a cream puff to come over here and you kick their butt, but they have enough money to like, pay for the other sports and whatnot. I just hope they're not listening, Ben, because not only are you calling a cream puff, but you're saying they're getting their butt whipped. I'm like Howard Cosell. I call them like I see them. Don't mess around. Hey, uh, but also I know I learned. Uh, if certain uh, certain games, depending on the language and the contract, you could actually end up saving money because uh, there's a little clause in there. If there's some type of restructuring of the contract, you would actually get out of that. So there's a chance the SEC would save a lot of money. But uh, getting back to your original question. Um, hey, hold on. The phone lit up. I think we, you might have tuned up a Cream Puffs fan. I'll be honest. It's going to happen right Uh-oh. here. Now let's see if Boone gets lit up right here. Hey, you're on the grind. Let's try again. You're on the grind. Good morning, gentlemen. Hey, what's up, Mr. Ward? Greetings. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, glad to see you got the special guest on there this morning, Mr. Jackson. Oh, man, he's 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 smiling ear to ear now. <clears throat> hey, one quick, one quick question for him. Jackson, who's your favorite superhero? It's Captain America. That's my pick too. All right. You see that he is decisive. He doesn't wait around. He just he just makes the pick and goes on. Is he an Avenger? Yes. I knew it. Did you did you or did you not have an Avengers birthday party Saturday? I did. <laughs> what awesome. <were> you? <laughs> awesome. Uh, one quick question. One quick another quick question here. Uh, have we announced who we're, who we've got to uh, play in this uh, extra two games? So, so it's not been announced who Tennessee will officially play. There's rumors out there based on the next two rotational teams that it would be Ole Miss and LSU. Ole Miss at home, LSU on the road. Uh, honestly, I don't mind those picks uh, because I feel like you know graduating all the people that LSU did is probably the best time to see them. Uh, and then, and then. I'm interested in, in Lane Kiffin coming back to Knoxville. So wow. Um, um, you, well, you know, you know, Kiffin's going to be he's going to he's going to have his offense ready. He won't be able to stop anybody, but he he will put up points against against everybody. You know. Well, and that's that's what I say. And and you know, maybe pessimist, maybe I'm giving him too much credit. But if you want to catch Kiffin offensively to where you can kind of put a lid on him, you better catch him early because I mean, you look at it with Crompton. You look at it with what he did. I can't even remember what that 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 mobile quarterback that he started at Alabama with. He was kind of a questionable whether he was even going to start, 
they end up going on and winning the national championship with him. But uh, Sims, Sims, AJ Sims, I think was his name. But uh, it's one of those deals. He's 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 a quarterback whisperer. I mean, he just he says, you know, you're as good as he is. He start. I mean, he has that Steve Spurrier mindset and kind of the attitude uh, that he sits there and says, you know what, they're on scholarship. You're on scholarship. Let's go out in here and win this thing. And and he knows the plays to put them in. Uh, to make them successful. So that's what I've heard. None of that is, is official. Uh, I think they're meeting again today to kind of re- realign and look at some structure. Uh, but Boone and I were looking at the schedule. Uh, given the, the, the restart date, uh, some things may have to shuffle. So uh, I think we've got to see what that looks like and, uh, and see where they put us. But um, I don't know. I don't know. What do you think about Ole Miss and LSU? Well, I'm I, I'm not big I'm not big on Ole Miss. I mean, I'm not a fan of Kiffin after what all he did to us. Oh, but, I just uh, want him to come up here and get whooped. I ain't saying I want to see him. Like we don't go out or anything. I, I mean, it's, it, <laughs> he's gonna he's good for one game. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I mean, he he put us in a position to beat Alabama, but Big Terrence Cody blocked that kick. Blocked what two kicks that day? Actually, right. I think. Well, I think he, no. he he intentionally blocked one, and then he just got in the way of the other one. But yeah, um, but I mean, he he's he can keep you in games just by his clock management and his 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 knowledge. You know, he's not he's not going to outscore everybody, but he can he can he can he can score. Hey, uh, Mister Ward, I'll throw. You, go ahead, go ahead sir. No, go ahead. I'm going to throw one at you guys here. Uh, you know, before the season, it was common knowledge. Tennessee, we're playing the role A&M did last year, one of the toughest schedules in the whole nation. Lo and behold, this thing falls. Uh, number one, do you think we still play basically Florida, September 26th, Kentucky, South Carolina, Georgia? Uh, do you think we play those same teams close to the same date? And uh, is this going to be a blessing by kind of not giving us just a horrendous schedule? I see, and I think I, I would like to think we're probably going to try to keep the the core that we have on the same dates because both teams have already agreed to those things in their schedules lineup. So they would like to plug in the non conferences on open dates. But given the compressed nature of the schedule, somebody's going to have to give somewhere. Whether it's you know maybe you know this team has an open date, what their new opponent doesn't, and you've got to shuffle some things around. So I think anything's on the table, but. I just feel like it's powers that be that says Tennessee has to play Florida the first SEC game of the season. So I feel like if any of them's going to stick, it'll be that one. Unfortunately, I like moving. I, really, I like moving I really, Georgia to November fourteenth. Don't you, Mister Ward? Yeah, that would. Yeah, I like that. I, I really think that um, us playing Florida the first game will give us an advantage. I, I, seeing Florida, you play every year. In the their first game of the year, man, they all seems to me like they always have a. They're not as polished as they should be. I guess I don't know. They're usually playing like a Georgia Southern or somebody like that. You know, I don't like uh, Dan Mullins. I do not like him at all. He's twenty-one wins in two seasons. We are zero and six against the Big Three. Of course, Pruitt took over a team that was really unstable. Florida, I mean the big three, Florida, Alabama, and Georgia. But now we're finally at the point where we need to undo that humiliation we did. We took in the swamp 34-3. to three. And uh, 
the other game, what was it? We lost to them 47-21 to 21 at home. Yeah. I, I just don't like this guy. We need to just really put him where he needs to be on the other side I, of the – I think we're at a point right now, Boone, that teams don't want to wake up on Saturday morning and see Big Orange coming in their stadium or or, or them running – Running out on Nayland or in Nayland Stadium too. We're I've, I'm not saying we're. It feels like '98. I'm not saying that at all. But I'm saying that I can see a lot of improvement from where it's been in the last six or seven years. You know what I mean? Hey, I'll be honest with you, Ward. I'll uh, I agree with you, but I'd be happy if it felt like '07. Yeah, I'd be good yeah. with that. But uh, we were talking about the Ole Miss LSU, and, and like I said, my opinion is. Is LSU's changed coordinators? They've changed a lot of quarter, you know, a lot of key position players, running back, quarterback, big time receivers, big time defenders. There's a lot that uh, that it, that have changed for them, and and in that kind of upheaval, I know they're still going to be tough. I know they're, you know, uh, Orgeron's still going to have them, you know, you know, one team, one heartbeat, that whole that whole mantra. But to me, catching a team after a national championship is is kind of uh, best position, I, I think. Yeah, but let's not get it twisted. They're still the champs, no matter no matter how you no matter how you pull it out there. Until someone to be the man, you got to beat the man, right? Hey, hey, and I'm interested. I'm interested in lining it up. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I want to hear. Uh, I want to hear the news on this big addition. I, I don't want to play around and wait forever. I want to know if this offensive lineman from right down the road is going to be eligible. And uh, I've got a little bit of a bone to pick. I'm still hung up on the Gators. They have won 14 of the last 15 matchups against us. It's time. Hey, Boone knows how to pull out those good stats right there. Uh, yeah. I was I was at that 16 game. I literally about walked out on it. I'll be honest with you. It was it was hot there, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie. My daughter looks up at me and says, "Dad, it's hot. Can we leave?" And it's and it's and it's right at it's after halftime, right at halftime, and she says. Can we leave? She's she's nine years old at the time, and I said, "Yeah, let's go home." And then Tennessee comes back and wins the game, and she says, "Are you mad, Dad?" I said, "No, I'm not mad, but deep down." <laughs> well, I mean, you know, from that point on, every game I would have went to from there on out, if we was behind at halftime, I'd be like, "You think I need to leave? Like, you think that might help?" Yeah. Hey, I'll tell you, I left my seats and I stood on the opposite end zone for the rest of the game because when I moved down there, we started scoring. I'll be honest with you, like that, I'm that, I'm that guy. Like, don't don't adjust your hat, don't go to the bathroom. Like, it's you gotta you gotta stick with it. But uh, no turning back now. <laughs> but uh, but I'll tell you this, I I think whatever happens, the reason I don't mind the LSU uh, alignment is the fact that I'm really interested in how bowl selection is going to happen with an all-conference slate because the the comparable opponents or the 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 cross-reference of opponents is not going to be there this year. So I think you've got to load a schedule and then hope for the best that, that you could get a good draw. And I think when you look at Tennessee's schedule, when you've got a couple years of 10-win Florida that you're going against, you've got a, a defending – East champ in Georgia that you've got to go against. You've got two years ago national champ Alabama, last year's champ uh, LSU, and then you you throw in whoever else we've got on the slate. Uh, I just think it's a good looking schedule in light of what is twenty twenty delivered to us. Uh, I think it's a it's a place to to kind of hang your hat. 
Hey, guys, don't you think the Georgia game is really going to be interesting? In my opinion, my humble opinion, Kirby's been slipping just a little bit every year, and we've took an extreme interest in all that fertile, I mean, rich recruiting property down there. It would be so nice to go down there between the hedges and just whip those dogs all over the place and impress all those recruits looking at the scores. What do you, well, you think? Know, are, you what, know, Cade Mays. If he gets if he gets to play, he's he's going to want to go down there and, and and bust somebody in the face. You know. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of his. That's his style anyway. I remember when he played for yeah. Catholic, but. Uh, but I'll say uh, I, I'm excited about whatever Pruitt's going to bring to the table because he can look at them and he can say, listen, I don't think we're going to have much worse of a start than we did a year ago and see where we came from all that. we got we got to start faster. This season's not going to have near as much room for, for error, and, uh, and, and we've got to make it happen. He's going to look JG straight in the face and say, it's going gonna, it's gonna to hinge on your shoulders. We've got guys like Eric Gray and, uh, and, and Chandler. Uh, sitting here ready to run the run the football we've got young receivers that want to catch it but you've got to get it to them and uh and and i think that's where the the offense is going to hinge and then i think on the defense it's going to be that back end because we're going to be a little young in the middle to oto who is a great player i think people are going to scheme against him a little bit because there's going to be youth around him but i think you know bryce thompson in that back end uh is going to be where uh where tennessee is successful or lack thereof in 2020 but, guys, we've waited so long to have a monster offensive line, and people are going to fear us. I mean, we hope. We hope. We've had big ones before. You remember when we had Juwan James and all those guys, James Stone, and, and they were – I mean, they look good getting off the bus, <laughs> if you've ever heard well, we, that. Well, we had two in, the, two in the first six picks in the NFL draft when Anton Davis and uh, Charles McRae back in, uh, what, 90 maybe? Yeah. Was that the A&I? TV, TV A&I line. Uh, yeah, Antone went to the Eagles. Charles drafted by the Buccaneers. Uh, first right. First rounders. And Chuck Webb, many think he was the greatest running back we ever had. Was uh, He was running behind the likes of those. But, uh, yeah, um, like you said, J.G.'s in his, what, fifth year now? There's not many teams with a quarterback as experienced as Tennessee's got. And I'll tell you, probably nobody's and, – and, Jason, what do you think about this? I don't think anybody's seen as high of highs and low of lows as, as J.G. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. Hey, let me ask you one last question, and I'll get off here and let you guys finish up. Uh, if this season is a success as far as, like, teams playing only their conference, could we see more of this in the future? Like, it really – that would really mean that you're the conference Champion, you know what I mean. You have them. You beat teams in your conference all year, and then maybe the other two games, like big games, like uh, I don't know, maybe like an Oklahoma and uh, and then and then somebody else, you know. But could that? Could we see more of this in the future? You, you know, Jason, I think I think you could because I think this helps yourself give that discussion for the eight team playoff. You know, you, you do really heavy conference, you do a couple non conference like you said, but but meaningful non conference, not a not the what would you call them, Boone? Cream puffs? Yes. Yeah, Boone Boone called them cream puffs. But uh you you, you don't get a, a couple of those, you kinda make that happen like that. But there would have to be some contingency. Like I could see certain teams going, Who's the worst in a power five conference? Let's schedule those guys. 
but but I think you know as long as you you keep it pretty tight, the Big Twelve plays everybody in their conference right now. So I think they're a decent model for that. Uh, the question I would have is, do you keep a championship game? If uh, if you're playing everybody through the season, is there a need for a championship game? And I think that would be some discussion uh, to be had down the road. But I'm hoping, honestly, because I, I still enjoy I enjoy going to homecoming and not being uh, on the edge of my seat chewing chewing my fingernails off because Tennessee's struggling. I like every now and again for Tennessee just to blow one out, and uh, and by halftime I can just chill you know chill out a little bit. But at the same rate, I understand competition and, and that eye test is becoming ever more important. All right, gentlemen, I hope you have a good day, and I'll see you all soon. Jackson, happy birthday, and uh, see, you, see you guys later. Thank you. All right, see you, big Jason. Hey, man, I'll talk to you in a little bit. All right, see you later. See you, right, brother. See you. Hey, Boone, it is, uh, it is so, uh, it's so fun to talk to Mr. Ward because he, he legitimately – uh, he has he has really good questions, and he brings up some really good ones that I hope over the next few days. I like that, his knowledge. I hope the SEC he, he brings listens. some real knowledge in here. Maybe we'll just share this with Greg Sankey and see what happens. But hey, we're gonna take our last break of the day. Listen to these great sponsors. Usually countdown, but we're gonna have to switch it up today. Countdown on pause. We'll talk about it on the flip. You're listening to the grind. We'll be right back. Buying a home is one of the biggest financial decisions you will ever make, and it can be overwhelming, but Donna Cry at Mortgage Investors Group is committed to making your home buying experience a pleasure. Donna Cry is my personal home mortgage specialist. MIG is rated number one in residential mortgage lenders in Tennessee. Are you considering a new home? Then use who I trust, Donna Cry with Mortgage Investors Group in Maryville. Whether you're buying your first home or your fifth, Donna will help you put your home ownership plans into action. Call Donna at 865-984-9948. Or go to DonnaCry.com. MIG is an equal housing lender. The Wood Pellet pre-booking event has arrived at Rule King. The middle of summer is the perfect time to begin storing up for your wood stove in the coming cold winter months. Rule King is the perfect source for your wood pellet needs. A 40-pound bag is just $3.99. For the pre-booking event, the minimum order is 50 bags, and you pay just 10% up front and pick up your order by Halloween. So stay warm and cozy this winter by stocking up with the Wood Pellet pre-booking event at your neighborhood Rule King, America's farm and home store. Are you looking for a place to relax and have fun after work or a place to fill the weekend fun? Check out the Party Pub in the heart of Maryville. They open at 7.30 a.m. and have daily drink specials. They have darts, karaoke, and billiards daily, as well as Tennessee football each and every Big Orange Saturday in the fall. So check out the Party Pub on Ellis Avenue in downtown Maryville, a place where they treat you like family, and it's always a good time. Your local Blount County Community Food Connection is still open serving local families in time of need and hardship. We provide prepackaged groceries to help meet your nutritional and dietary needs. The Community Food Connection is open Monday, Wednesday, and Saturday from 10 a.m. until noon for drive-up delivery only. Residents are asked to remain in their vehicle so that our volunteers may safely distribute the food. Directions as to how to enter and depart the facility will be clearly displayed. We thank you for your cooperation and look forward to serving you at your Blount County Community Food Connection. Have you heard about or seen the Grind's brand new user-friendly website? If the answer is no, I think you're kind of missing out. 
Our brand new website has ways to hook into the grind from social media with links to Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and SoundCloud so you can grind it out with us on social media. But if you say, I don't like social media, but I like podcasts, we've got those too. You can download the Grind Podcast on Apple Podcasts and Google Play Music directly from the website. It's a one-stop shop for everything The Grind. Check us out online, thegrindonsports.com. That's thegrindonsports.com. 2020 has been anything but predictable, but there is one thing we can count on. Football will be back. Blunt Broadcasting is proud to remain the radio home for two of Tennessee's most successful high school football programs, Maribel High School and Alcoa High School. Each team looks to repeat as state champions, and your support is needed to get these great programs off and running here in 2020. So, if you or your business would like to support these great student-athletes and great coaches, then help Blunt Broadcasting get their games on the radio. Give us a call and let WGAP and WKVL Radio get working for you. Give us a call at 865-724-1100. That's 865-724-1100. Or shoot us an email at info at WKBL.com. Let's work together to get your great business and these local high schools the exposure they have earned and deserve. The Blunt Partnership is committed to leading the Blunt County business community through this coronavirus outbreak. We will continue to be a resource for all businesses as well as supplying up-to-date information for our community. Please check out our website for updated information at www. Bluntchamber.com or search for Blunt Chamber on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We don't always promise to be perfect, but we promise to give you our honest opinion. This is Sports Radio from a fan's perspective. You're listening to The Grind on 100.9 FM, 8.50 AM. Rocky Top Sports. And welcome back inside the WKBL studios of Rocky Top Sports. I'm Wayne Kaiser alongside Booner and Big Man Jackson. As we grind it out here on a on a Friday edition of the Grind, Jackson, are you are you still having a good time? Yes. What are you doing over there? Well, I had an itch on my foot, so I took my shoe off and then put it just back on. Oh well, that's important. I was talking more about the 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 snack bar, but well, hey, whatever's going on, that gives them a little little listen in to what Jackson does. But uh, Jackson has done a really good job this morning. Want to want to tell you how big he is. He uh, he's over there. He's sitting in his chair. He's got his headphones on. He's listening to everything. And then when breaks come, he he rolls in here and talks to to Boone and I, and we uh, we kind of game plan for what the next one looks like. But but Jackson, you've done a heck of a job this morning, man. Thank you. And he's cool. Like Jackson's <laughs> just cool. He enunciates really well for an eight-year-old. Yeah, he he must get that from his mom. I don't know where that comes from, but hey, he's a he's a heck of a guy. Like uh, like I said, world changer in the making. But 
Uh, Boone, basketball. Basketball's back on the on the table. You know, I'm not a huge NBA fan. I'll just lay that out there. I like LeBron James. I like athletically what he can do. But I also like other teams. I like, you know, what, what the Celtics can do. And now that they've got Grant Williams, that's kind of a, a go-to team for me. I try to make sure Tobias Harris is doing good wherever he is. Uh, which has been all, all over the place, all over the NBA. Uh, Josh Richardson with the Heat, I like. I like watching him. Which he he's now, you know, had some movement there. But last night I was intrigued because they've had the bubble and they've kind of built that in Orlando, right there on Disney, uh, to be a very controlled, very uh, players don't have to be so much on lockdown. Uh, they have some amenities and some different things, but in in the playing of the game. No fans, and uh, and really, well, how's that going to be? Piped in music and different things, and and just quite frankly, I'll say the two games last night were extremely close. Uh, the Jazz defeated the Pelicans, and the and the Lakers defeated the Clippers, uh, both in in one possession affairs, which I don't think is is by accident. I think that was on purpose. But I'll tell you, it had a very uh, invitational. Uh, feel to it you know when NCAA when they'll play at a neutral site like on a on a carrier or something you know an aircraft carrier when they play on the deck or something it had very much a uh, an invitational a tournament feel uh, but then at the same rate uh, I thought they did a good job of not exposing the lack of attendance or lack of fans in the in the stands I thought they did a good job with the TVs with the the sign boards and and different things that they did and then ultimately, uh, I thought there was good athleticism, good, good, good play by a lot of different people. I actually saw a few defensive plays, which I feel like maybe over the course of the, the shutdown, uh, they may have learned that that's still a thing. So, uh, I, uh, I mean, they still scored in the hundreds, so I don't know how much defense was played. But, you, you know, I'll tell you this. Uh, you know, you look at the opening night, you saw Zion, uh, Anthony Davis, and LeBron James all in one night. Uh, the opening night of basketball. So I think that that speaks to what they wanted to bring back to the table. I think they had Rudy Gobert, who was the first player to actually test positive for COVID-19 in the NBA. They had him playing last night, and and he actually scored the first points for the Jazz. Uh, So I I think some things are are a little um, symbolic, if you will. Uh, I thought the players that they had the the names on the back of the jerseys and different things, it wasn't as distracting as I was afraid it was going to be. Uh, they just they got out there and played. J.J. Redick was pretty good. It, it always shocks me now that we've been to Duke and seen J.J. Redick's shoe that looks like it could uh, it could also serve as a ski for somebody. Uh, it's always funny to see him because he looks so small out there on the court, but he's still a pretty good-sized guy. Just everybody around him is huge. But what did you think? I, I guess what were you expecting leading into the basketball? And then uh, what, are you, what are you hoping for moving forward? So – clear this up we we have eight more games in regular season well yeah they're called seeding games and so it's it is yes regular season to try to set a playoff spot but now those who had already clinched a playoff spot i.e the lakers uh they're hooked in it's just a matter of where you're going to go I, th- I think it's uh i'm intrigued by the mystique uh, i mean there, there's a lot of things we can kind of take in there with us uh, we're we're going to look at there occasionally. We're going to say, why in the world did these teams even get invited to this bubble? Uh, some teams are demolished by players being absent. And um, uh, we also, we know, might even want to say, near the end, are, are the players going to stick around? Or are they going to kind of go, you know what? 
I'd rather be at home with my family. I've, I've got a written excuse here with this uh, virus possibly kicking in. Also, we can kind of uh, – one thing I'm intrigued with is the T-Wolves. You know, there's a possibility. We can watch them and see how they finish, but there's a chance that they end up with uh, possibly the first pick and like uh, a number 15 pick. You know, you know, the NBA has maybe two teams that I feel like their logo will always be safe. The T Wolves and the Bucks. Um, how about the Jazz? Sure, yeah, that's probably a pretty safe one. And the Celtics, honestly, I think. I mean, I think that's pretty safe, don't you? Yeah. Um, the Rockets might be safe. I don't know. That's that's defensive. That's defensive. Can't have that. Could hurt somebody. Yeah. Now the Clippers. If you're like, they could just get some scissors, be like a barber pole, and it'd work. It'd be fine. The Lakers. You know, that's the Grizzlies. Uh, Oh, that's scary. They got big now. Now maybe a declawed grizzly. It's totally fine. Pelicans. I don't know. They got those. Those their beaks are very sharp. But it's going to be <laughs> kind of intriguing to to watch the uh, the playoffs here. Uh, we want to see juicy players, really good guys, juicy games uh, taking on each other. I was like, what? What may like? I've never. I, I don't know. Maybe maybe that's a boonism right there. Well, I'm, I'm, Zion man. Zion with the Pelicans is juicy. John, I, John Morant with the Grizzlies. We're gonna have a juicy matchup. But uh, that's, that's going to be the new thing. Who's Boone's juicer of the day? That might be a thing. I'll tell you another reason I'm watching. I've always loved Ben Simmons. Where do you play college ball? LSU. Yeah, LSU. Um, isn't it? That's that's Gene's boy, right? Yeah. yeah. I'm just kidding kiss he's oh, back was, from he's back from his back injury possibly the 76ers are going to possibly be a dangerous team um i see the celtics going against either the heat or the 76ers but uh i say watch out for philadelphia in the east to be honest with you i, I think, really yeah i think they're a tough team and they've got they've got three first round picks or three number one overall picks i mean they're loaded loaded when it comes to it but no I, I like that the what they're doing at Disney I mean that their system is proving to work they don't have positive tests when people come back from a from an exit of the bubble uh, there's protocol to, to get you back to your team and it's negative test after negative test and you know what they've went I want to say they went something like 17 days they said without a positive test you look around the the country and there's not I don't know that there's a county that can say they went 17 days without without a positive test. Well, all this stuff's really valuable. It's the the pros are being looked up to and modeled, and we gain from what they're doing as far as high schools and colleges. Oh yeah, I think it's a everything is a model. Everything is how we're going to handle things. But you know, we're we're about a minute from the top of the hour, and I'm going to kick it back to Jackson for just a minute. Jackson, uh, we've asked you about everything everything under the sun. Who your favorite? Uh, who your favorite baseball team is? So let's let's talk a, a, some more Jackson favorites. What's your favorite color? Orange. Oh, is that does that surprise anybody? Does that surprise anybody? Uh, uh, what's your favorite? Who's your favorite athlete? Who's your favorite uh, sports person? LeBron James. What about that? What about that guy that that we watch his show all the time on ESPN? He played football for Tennessee. Peyton Manning. Yeah, look at him. I didn't. I didn't give it to him. I didn't give it to him. But uh, <laughs> anyway, Jackson, uh, you like LeBron James in basketball? You think the Lakers are going to win the the championship? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, book it, book it. Jackson just said it. But Jackson, thanks for coming in today. It's always fun talking to you. And Thank uh, you. you know what? 
you may unseat me yet. It, it could happen, and it could happen soon. But, Boone, uh, Jackson's the big guy, and uh, thanks, Jackson, for coming in. Will you, will you come back, Jackson? Yeah. Deal. Hey, well, we're write it down. Book it. Book it. Jackson Part 2 will happen. When? We don't know. But it can happen. But, hey, it's uh, we've come to the end of a Friday edition. Don't miss Top of the Hour SB Nation as we return to what is your source for sports right here in Blunt County. But if you're on your way to work or on your way home, take care, be safe, and, yes, grind on. See you Monday.